0: This is On and Off Your Mat Podcast, episode 193, Feeling Your Feelings. Have you ever felt taken over by your emotions or like on the other side of the coin, like you're just going through the motions without really connecting with yourself or others? Whether you're highly sensitive or you're just seeking better ways to navigate the ups and downs of life more gracefully, this episode is tailor-made for you. This episode will help you understand your emotions and how they impact your daily life so you can build stronger connection with yourself and others through understanding their feelings as well. Feeling your feelings is also the key to handle stress, to get out of overwhelm, and to find growth in your everyday life experiences. In this episode, we'll cover what it means to feel your feelings, why we tend to avoid doing that. We'll talk about my three-step method to actually feel your feelings. It's a question I get a lot. It's like, okay, but how do I do it? And then I'll give you some suggestions if it kind of feels impossible for you. So it feels a little bit more doable. And we'll finish with why you should give it a try in case you're still mm, on the fence. If this episode helps you in any way, share it and help someone else on their journey. You can leave a review on iTunes to help people find the episode of the podcast in general. I swear it makes a huge difference. You can also share one of your takeaways on social media. I really love to read your takeaways on the episode. So you can take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and add something you shared, something you are understanding about yourself or anything you've learned. And make sure to tag at on and off your Mat podcast. All right. If you're ready to take a journey of self-discovery and emotional empowerment, let's get to today's episode. It's going to be a good one. Hey guys, welcome back. A few weeks back, I posted on Instagram a meme of Jennifer Lawrence, the actress, in the show First We Feast. If you don't know that show, the premise is pretty simple. They do an interview while eating hot wings. And you might have seen this meme, this little skit, come through on your social platforms where after eating a super hot wing, she's crying and saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? Not understanding that the host is about to add even more hot sauce to their next wing. And with that little part of the episode, the little skit, I added the text when I realized I had to stop avoiding my feelings and actually feel them to get out of overwhelm. Meaning this was my reaction. The way she's reacting now was my reaction to the idea that I had to feel my feelings if I wanted to get out of overwhelm. And this post went viral. Almost 400,000 people have seen it. So obviously it hit a nerve. The top question in the comment I received was like, okay, but how do I feel my feelings? And you know, the kind of comment that is in all caps screaming at you. So I knew that this could be a really great subject for an episode with you guys and something that we probably need to talk about. If you haven't seen this reel, I'll link in the show notes and you can browse it. You can browse my Instagram too. I usually talk about the podcast Instagram on here, but I have a personal one so you can go check it out at the same time. I created this post on Instagram originally, this meme, because I know that feeling your feelings can be hard for everyone. It has been really hard for me in the past, and it's particularly hard for highly sensitive people. And it's a big part of what I teach and what I coach on naturally. Feeling your feelings and getting out of overwhelm really goes hand in hand. And feeling your feelings and nervous system regulation really goes hand in hand. Many of the women I work with, they get stuck in a loop of overstimulation, then that brings irritability, and then that brings shame or like, what did I do again? Or they get into overwhelm just from the intensity of their emotions or the emotions of people around them or both. So we'll get back to that in a minute. But for now, I realized when I did this post that during years of therapy, I was told that you just have to feel your feelings. And in all honesty. Now that I look back, I didn't understand what that meant. I thought that if I was just able to talk about what I thought I was feeling, that pretty much covered it. And that alone was difficult because I've felt numb and I felt disconnected. So I felt like I was doing it, but I was more able to kind of deduct, guess, or make assumption and really think myself through my feelings rather than feel my feelings something like, well, he did X, and so I feel frustrated, right? It took me years from there to actually feel my feelings and not think my feelings. So let's start with what does it mean to feel your feelings? If my therapist had put it in such simple words back then, I would have probably have learned quite faster. So in the simplest way I can tell you, feeling your feelings is feeling your body. And we're going to talk about feelings or feelings for the next 30 minute or so, but this might be the takeaway you are ready to hear. Feeling your feelings is feeling your body. And you might think, well, it can't be that simple. <laughs> and you might also think, okay, but how so? What do you mean? So let me explain a little further. Your emotions are not a mental experience. They are a whole body sensations. Emotions, we've talked about this in episode 142, your nervous system and your emotion are a chemical that circulates through your body. The Latin word for emotion is emotere, literally meaning energy in motion. So understanding that emotions are energies, that implies that they're fluid, they're a moving resource, and they're meant to be felt or released. If you want more on this, go check episode 142. When you're happy, you might notice a lightness in your step or a warm glow in your chest. When anger sets in, you might feel your muscle tense up and your heart rate climb up. During moments of sadness, you might feel a heaviness in your shoulders or maybe even tears coming down your cheeks. Our emotions don't just exist in our minds. They are woven into the fabric of our bodies. Think about it. When you're excited, you might jump up and down. When you're anxious, you might fidget. The physical responses are like the body's way of joining the emotional conversation. It's like your body saying, hey, I'm feeling this and I would like you to know. Now, here's a cool part. When you tune into the physical sensations, you're actually diving deeper into your emotions. Your body is like a compass, right? It's guiding you through the emotional landscape. And by paying attention to how your body is reacting, you're getting insights into what's happening inside your body, your heart, and your mind. It's like getting extra clues to solve some kind of emotional mystery. So feeling your feeling is about more than just understanding what's going on in your head. It's about tapping into the physical sensation of how is your body responding to what is happening in your head and in the world around you. So get ready to be your body's best detective. Pay attention to the little whispers it's sending your way. By feeling your feelings, you're not only exploring your emotions, but you're also experiencing the full spectrum of what it means to be human. If you thought that your body was just a vessel, get ready to discover that it's also your partner in this incredible journey of what it is to be alive. Okay, so feeling your feelings is feeling your body. Got it? Let's go a little further. Feeling your feelings also means to move with and through the emotions rather than react to the emotion or suppress the emotion. So feeling your feelings means embracing the ups and downs, the twists and turns, the high and lows of your emotional landscape. It's about being present in the moment. It's about allowing yourself to experience the right fully and to come out on the other side with a clear understanding of yourself and your emotions. Chances are you tend to react and suppress your emotions. This is partly why you're here listening to me talk about this, which is the opposite of moving with, moving through. Emotions can feel really dramatic and uncomfortable, so it makes sense that we let them take over or we defend ourselves against them. Instead of allowing the emotions to have so much power over you, I hope that you'll try what we'll talk about in this episode today. Now, what does it look like to react or suppress your emotion? You might wonder, maybe you're not sure if you're actually doing that. You're like, I think I am feeling my emotions somewhat. So let's talk about it. Reacting for me to your emotions mean that the emotions are taking the wheel and you might find yourself not in control. And this might look like rumination, overthinking, being irritable, maybe even yelling, some kind of like word vomit of defending yourself or blaming someone else. Those are all actions or things that happened because there was an emotion that came in that you were uncomfortable with. Because of that emotion, you reacted in the hope that it would go away or that your attention would be diverted to something different. Repressing, on the other hand, is like squashing it down. So maybe you'll tell yourself, I shouldn't feel this way, or I'll deal with this later. So this might look like escapism, numbing overeating, binging TV, doom scrolling on your phone. It might look like substance abuse, right? There's many ways that we avoid the present moment. Anything that you do to avoid the present moment, anything that you do to avoid dealing with what you're feeling right now, doing something about it is basically a form of repression or avoidance. So now let's talk about why we don't do it. Why have we learned to avoid feeling and what is it costing us? So to do that, let's take a step back into what it means to be highly sensitive when it comes to your emotion. If you remember our episode, Are You Really Too Sensitive? The number is escaping my mind right now, but we'll put it in the show notes for you. It means one thing. It means more. You feel more deeply, you feel more intensely, and you feel with more consequences. So, number one, highly sensitive people tend to process information more deeply than others, right? So, when it comes to the emotion, that also means that you feel your emotion more intensely, but you also have a greater need to process them and to make sense of them. Number two, you are more prone to experiencing intense emotion, which means that It takes you more time then and more space to process the emotion than other people. And that's why it can take you more time also to like bounce back after something really emotionally intense happened. Number three, you are more sensitive in general to external and internal stimuli. External stimuli, we're talking about noise, light, crowds, other people's energy. Internal, we're talking about pain, physical sensation like hunger, thirst, blood sugar, and emotions, right? Because your emotions are energy in motion in your body. And so in that case, the intensity of the emotions becomes overwhelming. So the main reason why you avoid your feelings, especially as a sensitive person, is because they are overwhelming. Because they're so dramatic. Because they're so scary. Because they feel like too much. And so you feel like too much. And it reinforces some limiting beliefs and negative thought you have about yourself. And on top of that, we are told most of our life as sensitive people, and we are told that by people that are uncomfortable with their own emotions, that we are too sensitive in the sense of like, it's not okay to be this sensitive, meaning your feelings are too much. Your feelings are taking too much space. You are too dramatic and it's not okay for you to feel this much. The truth is that that's all a lie. What they're saying is that they cannot handle it. They don't know what to do with their own emotion, let alone yours. They don't know what to do with their reaction to your emotion, right? What they're saying is actually not that there's something wrong with you. They just don't know how else to express their own discomfort. So then, that being said, what do we do? (laughs) You repress your feeling, you hide them, you pretend they don't exist. And we do that to fit in, to feel love, to feel like we belong, to feel that we're worthy, right? What happens over time when we repress, it just builds and builds and builds. And at some point, it kind of explodes. And all of a sudden, you get that irritability, you get that anger, you lose your temper. And this is why you feel shame or you feel like these people were right all along. It is confirmed. You are too sensitive and your feelings are too much. And then you go back to repressing. This is why we do this. It's like a vicious cycle. Let's take a completely different example, just so your brain kind of works it out in another way. Let's say you go on a very strict diet. You want to lose weight, right? For a few days, you stick to all the rules and avoid all the quote unquote bad food you decided you were not allowed to have. Arrive the weekend with the stress of the week and the accumulated kind of sensation of restriction through the week, you binge. By the end of your binge, by the end of the time that you overeat to compensate the sensations you've had all week, by the time you feel calm again, you will go into shame. Like, why did I do this? blah, 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 blah. And then you start dieting again, and chances are you're going to go a little stricter than the time before. So it's the same idea. You don't want to feel, <laughs> so you repress it until you cannot anymore. And then it explodes, just like that's the binge part. And then you feel shitty about yourself and you go back into repressing. The less you allow yourself to feel, the more intense it's going to be when you can't hold it in anymore. And you'll never be able to hold it in forever. So that Vicious cycle is really costing you. Like we just mentioned, you'll go back and forth between emotional shutdown and emotional reactivity, which honestly, we don't want any of those two in our lives. They both affect how you see yourself, how you feel about yourself, but they also affect the depth and the quality of your relationships. It creates like a buildup, an unprocessed emotion, which leads you to feel overwhelmed and eventually That can show up as illness in your body. Over time, emotional shutdown also creates a sense of losing yourself, losing who you are, what you like, what you dislike, what you need, what your boundaries are, and so on. And then you become also less and less resilient to the emotions. It's like the less you practice, it's almost like your body forgets what to do with this. Of course, it is kind of like a bike. You know how to do it. You're going to step on it and you'll start to roll again. But the first minute or so, you might feel wobbly if you haven't done it in a long time. Finally, since you're not a robot and you can't avoid your emotions forever, you'll need to find another outlet for your emotional intensity. And that will come as other numbing and coping mechanism. We gave some examples before, like binging TV, doom scrolling, substance abuse, overeating, all of those things are going to come in because this energy, this emotion needs to go somewhere. You need to soothe yourself against the repression, against the weight of this, and against the energy in your body that is begging you to be moved out and through. So, okay, now that we've done all of this, I'm sure you're like, okay, 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 let's do it. But how do we do it? So let's answer that question. Here's how you do it. Remember, first, feeling your feeling is feeling your body sensation. First thing. Feeling your body sensations require you to what? Slow down, be present, be curious. Then you can note what you're noticing. Are you feeling tension? Are you feeling heat, tightness, pressure, weight, right? Since emotions manifest in a physical sensation in the body. For example, anxiety might feel like tightness in the chest or a knot in the stomach. While excitement might feel more like a quickening of the heart rate or fluttering feeling in the stomach. So by paying attention to the physical sensations, you can bring yourself to recognize when the emotions are just starting to arise. Then we use mindfulness to tune into the emotions, to tune into the physical sensation. And mindfulness here means no judgment. It means the presence, the slowing down. And that aspect of curiosity is about showing up without judgment, with kindness, When my coaching clients in the sensitivity reset, I ask them to describe how it feels and the how it feels might sound like too much, not enough, hard, easy, shallow, deep, tight, restricted, rigid, stiff, open, spacious, soft, loose, sweaty, shaky, yeah, I can keep going. You see like that's describing the sensation. Then from there, I usually ask them, where do you feel that, right? It might be a physical body part. I feel tightness in my neck. I feel tightness in my chest. I feel heaviness on my shoulder. I feel in my jaw, in my hands, in my feet. It could also be in the organs. Like I feel it all over my skin or I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my gut. It could also be kind of in versus around me you can feel the energy kind of seep through you a little bit as well once i ask them what it feels like and where do you feel it i usually ask them what's the texture of it right does it have a weight does it feel kind of brittle or tangled or solid or weak or webbed so what's the texture of it is there a color so anything that i can use to describe it will be helpful One, to create distance and two, to get to know that emotion more fully. And lastly, I might ask them to describe it as if they're talking to a child that maybe doesn't have the words or the emotional intelligence to talk about it from like an intellectual point of view. So using imagery, basically, does it look like something? Does it sound like something? Does it feel like something? Like, can you tell me to imagine a, and then describe what that is? So this is an exercise to practice noticing and verbalizing the sensations and to help you take a moment and be with it and observe it from this scientific point of view. Because while you're busy describing it, you're not judging it really. You're really in that scientific seat of like, oh, here are the facts. Here is how I can describe it. Here is what is happening inside of me. Once you've slowed down and you've noticed the physical sensation in your body, observing rather than fighting against it or reacting, the next step is to consciously give yourself permission to feel what those sensations are relating to and then label that emotion. You can use an emotional wheel if that helps you in the beginning. You'll start with, like, is it comfortable or uncomfortable? Let's say you pick uncomfortable. Is it more in the family of sadness, fear, anger, or shame? Let's say you pick sadness. Okay, is it more like lonely sad? Is it more hurt sad? Or is it more disappointed sad? And with practice, you'll get a clearer idea and more direct kind of road to what I'm feeling. And it might look like, oh, I'm feeling a tangle heaviness in my chest because I'm disappointed. And from there, I don't think... We have to really go into the thoughts today, but I might do another episode on the thought because you can add, I feel a tangle heaviness in my chest because I'm disappointed and I'm thinking that I cannot change the outcome. And we've talked about this before, how the thoughts fuel the emotion. So as you reflect a little further on like, okay, step one is I feel what I'm feeling. And then later we'll talk about this. You can reflect and see what you can learn. You might have to go to your thoughts. As part of that reflection. But for now, you can stay with just the physical sensation and what they represent or what they look like, what they feel like as your first step or stepping stone. The acknowledgement of your emotions without the judgment and the practice of labeling your emotion will also allow you to create mental space between you and your emotion, which is what allows you to observe rather than react right? The reaction happens really quickly. The reaction happens without you knowing what's going on. The reaction is almost out of your control because it's so quick and it's not you making a choice. You taking your time, feeling what the body feels and labeling it and accepting what's going on and spending time with it. All of this is really what allows you not to react, And then make a choice instead of react. So instead of attempting to suppress or to avoid as you practice acceptance, it doesn't mean that you have to like it or you have to enjoy it or that you agree with it. It just means that you're allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling And that stops the spiral of reaction and shame. It stops the making it worse for yourself. Because when you have an emotion, if you're like, nope, not feeling that, and then you repress it, and then it creates other consequences in your life, then you're making it worse for yourself. The time that you need to actually feel that emotion is very quick. With practice, like less than a minute, and you can be done with it. In the beginning, it might take you a couple minutes, maybe three or four minutes, but it takes less time and has less consequences than something that might follow you for years because you haven't dealt with it, right? So the invitation is to be kind with yourself when dealing, especially with challenging emotion, to practice self-compassion, and that means like you're recognizing that you're suffering, that it's hard right now, but you're treating yourself with kindness and there's no need to judge and there's no need to be mad at your feelings, if that makes sense. Then we go to the next step. So one, we said feeling your feelings is feeling your body. Within that, we're slowing down to feel the body sensations with the goal of labeling our emotions in a loving way. Once this is done, once you have not repressed it, then you have a chance to move with and through the emotion, that second part of our definition. Remembering that emotions are energy in motion and they are inherently not good or bad. It's the stories that we make up about what they mean that makes us feel like they are good or bad. Moving with and moving through means that you use movement. You use breath, you use voice, and so on to meet the energy and the sensation, to match the energy and the sensation. And this is how it will dissipate. It also means to use healthy or healthier outlets to express instead of bottling up. And that might look like journaling for you, like talking it out, like doing art, Like doing other types of movement too, sometimes really intense cardio, for example, might really help you tap into and release anger, right? Once you have felt, aka move through the emotion, it will naturally dissipate. From there, the next step... What I like to teach is to cultivate the opposite energy. So if you're releasing sadness, when you're done moving the energy of sadness out of your body, you will consciously make a choice to cultivate joy. So you will do something that brings you joy through movement, art, voice, breath, whatever works for you in that moment. After cultivating the opposite energy, I like to get grounded or to get my clients grounded. So then we're ready to move on. This is dealt with, it's done, and we can move on to the next thing. So though these last few steps, I'm telling about them in just a few minutes, this is something that I teach over a full week, right? So I'm trying to give you as much as you can use right now as like a first exploration. And this is also to be used right in the moment when the emotion is arising and you're like, oh, I'm feeling this right now. If you want to practice, and this is more what I do in the sensitivity reset is like we really break it down and we practice it. We don't have to be in the moment reacting because in the beginning that might feel like very difficult. So one of the things that I think is important is teaching yourself to feel safe and to feel like you won't get stuck in the feeling. You won't spiral out with the feeling and the world will not End. I remember the first few times that I needed to cry after feeling completely numb for a long time. I really had thoughts around, like, if I let myself cry, it will never end. Like, I won't be able to stop anymore. Right. So, really creating a space where you have some self trust over your capacity and you can learn to do this. Now, if you are feeling like you are ready for this type of practice, this is what I would add. What we had already, right? The last step of feeling your feelings after feeling your body sensation and moving with and through the emotion, we've briefly talked about it, is to reflect on how this feeling can inform your life and what you're learning now. Does the feeling reveal a need, a boundary, a new direction you need to take, right? So allowing the emotion will guide you towards positive change and growth in your life. Now with this method, as I was saying, in the heat of the moment when an emotion arises and it's on, it could be difficult to implement in the beginning. So we can start with little training wheels, so to speak. In that case, I would suggest that you start with that sense of safety that I just mentioned a few minutes ago. If this is newer to you, you can go back to episode 151, the key to feeling safe. In that episode, we talked about how to create safety from within and you'll find and be able to create a safe and supportive environment so you can feel your emotions and then from there you can do something like a body orienting practice and this is something i talk about in this episode and i also have a guided video that's a practice in the podcast membership if you'd like to try it that is all about body orienting you can join by the way the membership for free if you leave a review for the podcast so it's easy peasy. And once you're done listening to this episode, you can go leave a review and then we'll set you up for your membership and you can go try this body orienting practice. It's called in the membership, I think, body orienting practices to feel safe. So once you've created safety and your nervous system feels calm, then you can keep going. Since you're not in the actual moment of high emotion because we're producing it in a practice, right? I'm not going to tell you like, go get in a fight with your partner and then come do this practice. (laughs) What we're going to do is recall a situation where you felt whatever emotion you're ready to work on right now. And it can be in the last few days, in the last few weeks, something happened. You had thoughts like, I can't do this. I'm going to fail again. Last time, every time I'm terrible at, I'm never going to, right? These kind of thoughts. This is your version of feeling your feeling and feeling the body sensation. To do so, we recreate them on a smaller scale so they're a bit less vivid than right in the moment, right? So we're taking baby steps. We're being gentle with ourselves. Once you have recreated, once you have recalled an emotion, then it's kind of the same steps as before. We're going to validate ourselves, right? We're going to give yourself permission to feel. We're going to allow ourselves to feel without judgment, without criticism, without fighting it, without trying to fix it, without trying to change our experience. It could be as simple as a welcoming sensation, like telling your body, I see you. I feel, I see the tightness in the chest. I feel the weight on my chest. I feel that it's hard to breathe. I can see that my brain is a little foggy, that I'm a little panicked. And then as you name all those things, this is kind of the emotional wheel in a different way here, right? You're describing the sensations, where it is in your body, what it feels like. And then as you're allowing it to come, you might end up being like, oh, I think I feel overwhelmed. This is overwhelmed, what you just described right? For me, overwhelm feels like it's hard to breathe, like I'm foggy, like I'm uninterested, like I want to hide. So if I'm describing what I'm feeling to myself, be like, oh, this is overwhelm. And then the next step of giving yourself permission is, it's okay. It's okay for me to feel overwhelmed right now, right? So you can have a conversation with yourself. You can talk with your overwhelm, even as if it's a person or a character. I don't know if you remember the movie Inside Out. It was like an animated movie where the emotions were different character. Same idea. Make overwhelm a character or make any emotion you're working on right now be a character and have a chat with it. Dress it up. Give it a personality. Give it a name. And then that will help you create space between yourself and the emotion again. And it will help you remember that you are not your emotion. The emotion is just an energy that's moving through your body. Over time, you can create a relationship even with that character. And the voice within yourself that is overwhelm or any other emotion you're working on at that point can have a conversation with you. And you can be like, hey, overwhelm, I know you think that this is going to happen, or I know you think it's not worth trying, right? You can have this back and forth. It can be out loud. You're not a crazy person. You can still do it. Or it could be within. Written, you can just journal about it back and forth. It's just a way to process what you're experiencing. Maybe it's like, I know I haven't welcomed you before, but I want to tell you, right? After you validate yourself, you sit with it. You just let yourself feel what this emotion feels like, as if you wanted to get to know it better. Like you're curious again, you're watching, you're being a scientist, remembering that we're approaching this. In a baby step fashion, the whole process in the beginning can just take a few seconds and then you can move on to the next. With time and practice, it will feel easier and easier to do. From there, you can go to the step of moving with and moving through, right? What we're changing in here, if you want to create a practice to feel your feelings, is that we are recalling. We're not in the moment of the intense emotion. We're almost playing pretend as a way to make it a bit more gentle for us to start. So once you've done that, then you go into the moving with and moving through the emotion. Again, starting small. You can do what I've talked about before, right? Different steps of like meeting the energy, the emotion you're feeling so it dissipates, then cultivate the opposite and then get grounded. Here you can also add a tool called pendulation. Pendulation means oscillation between two opposites, meaning we go back and forth between, let's say, sadness and joy. We tap into a little sadness and then we go back into joy. Then we go a little further into sadness and a little further into joy, a little deeper into sadness and a little deeper into joy. So we build trust within ourselves. After a few rounds of going in and out, then you can get grounded. You can take your journal and reflect on what the emotion we're trying to reveal to you and what's the lesson you have learned. There you have it. My three-step method explained to feel your feelings. I promise you, you have to give it a try, but you also don't have to give it a try by yourself, right? If you need extra support, whether it's one-on-one or you want to join the next round of the sensitivity reset, I got you. I'll put a link in the show notes and you can get more information about that. So feeling your feelings is a bit like embarking on an adventure, right? But the rewards are quite epic, just like the adventure itself. So first off, when you choose to feel your feelings, instead of bottling them up or just letting them run wild, you're giving yourself the chance to truly understand yourself. It's like decoding a secret language that you speak. And as you navigate the twists and turns of your emotion, you're gaining insights into your values, your desires, into the things that light you up and the things that drive you. But that's not all. When you feel your feelings, you're also building stronger connection with other people. Think of it as forging a bridge between your heart and their heart. By embracing your own emotions, you're becoming more empathetic and more understanding towards the feelings of people around you. It's also like having this new superpower where it lets you read between the lines and really connect on a deeper level. Also, let's not forget that feeling your emotion is like a stress busting magic tool that really happens from not bottling up because that creates stress that adds stress on your system when you allow yourself to experience your emotion in a healthy way, you're giving yourself like a pressure valve, releasing the pent tension again and again so it doesn't have to come to an explosion at some point. It's like having a built-in emotional spa day (laughs) so you can relax and unwind, but on like a very small scale all day long, basically. So you're not carrying that weight around with you all the time. Perhaps the most exciting benefit for me of feeling your feeling is the growth that comes with it. I've talked about it a little bit. That's her kind of step number three. Just like a plant needs sunshine and rain to flourish, your emotional garden will thrive when you nurture it. Facing your feelings head on and working through them will help you evolve, will help you learn, will help you become more resilient. Just over time, a better version of yourself. So if the benefits of feeling your feelings are like a treasure map, (laughs) it's leading you to self-discovery, to deeper connection, to stress relief, and to personal growth. What you have to remember is that feeling your feelings is feeling your body sensations. And once you feel your body sensations with kindness and love, and you allow yourself to be there, then... Feeling your feelings is to move with and move through the emotion, to match the energy, to cultivate the opposite of the energy, to get grounded and move on, to build self-trust in yourself that it's okay and you won't get stuck. And it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a risk. This is all happening in the moment. If you want to practice, you can add a step of creating safety within yourself first and then recalling an event that brought up a particular emotion you want to start dipping your toe in. If you want help for this one-on-one, let me know. I will be announcing my next round of the sensitivity reset really soon after this episode airs, if it's not done already. And as I said earlier, we have a full module. I take a full week with you guys to talk about feeling our feelings. So if today felt like a really good intro, but you're craving a little bit more, a little extra support, I've got you. And if that's something that you need help with, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can get more info or join the waitlist. Thank you so much for joining me today. So hopefully by now you have a better idea of what it means to feel your feelings, why you haven't been doing it, why you should be doing it and how to do it. And you feel like it's worth trying and it's working towards. If you haven't already done so, leave a review for this episode of the podcast in general on iTunes. It truly, truly helps people find the podcast and makes such a big difference. So much so that to say thank you, I will give you access to the podcast premium membership for free. All you have to do is send me a screenshot of your review and we'll get you all set up. You'll find the show notes for this episode at ericabelanger.com slash 193. Go there, especially if you want to join the waitlist for the sensitivity reset. Before you go, I just want to say a last thank you to the growing team behind this podcast for their support in making this possible. This includes all our premium members and more. Once again, thank you for listening. I'll see you next Monday.